You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Welcome to the Veeam Partner Perspectives podcast. I'm Eric Doherty. My guests today are two former Veeamers who have joined forces over Pure Storage, Zane Allen and Chris Sprague. Welcome to the show, guys. Can you share a little bit about your backgrounds and what your current role is over at Pure? Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for having us, Eric. Um, as Eric said, I'm Zane Allen, and Chris is here and introduce himself in a minute. Uh, but uh, currently, my role is uh, I'm a principal technologist with Pure Storage uh, and have been uh, just coming up on two years now. Uh, prior, prior to that, I spent quite some time at Veeam and uh, IT before that. So a uh, long, long, long time in the data protection space, even when I was in IT more than I care to remember, um, but, <laughs> uh, kind of, <laughs> but more of a, more of a generalist now on the, on the principal technologist team. Great. Yeah. Uh, hi everyone. My name is Chris Sprague and, um, yeah, glad to be here. I had, uh, you know, Zane and I get along cause we had similar, uh, we have similar backgrounds, but, uh, I spent a couple of decades in it from, you know, support all the way to admin and enterprise architecture until I decided to make the jump over to, um, well, the dark side or the light side, depending on who you ask, <laughs> over to over to a, to a reseller. And then I uh, spent some years at Veeam myself before moving over here to, to Pure Storage, where uh, I'm kind of adjacent to, to Zane and his team there. We're all on strategy and solutions. Um, he's a technologist across the portfolio. I focus specifically on data protection and, and great partner like Veeam. So. Awesome. Awesome. I think the beautiful thing right now is like, I think just about every one of our partners knows who Pure is. I haven't run into anybody who's not familiar with who you are and at a general level, what you do. But can you give me a little more about what it is you really do and uh, some info about your product lines? Yeah, yeah you want to pick that lane? Sure. <laughs> you want me to tell them what you do, Chris? Uh, so from from uh, from personal perspective, what kind of our roles are? Yeah, we're... Um, well, we're both on the solution strategy team. Uh, he's just kind of an extension, and I'll let him go into that a little more focused. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the principal technologist side, um, and kind of what that's morphed into, and especially even this year as we're focusing is uh, is working with our teams. Where we kind of focus in a in a region or a sales region, if you will. Uh, we're kind of big. Chris and I are both in the West, so it's kind of where we tend to focus. So. I do plenty of things across the border um, and, and help the teams kind of think about, you know, how their customers can best use the technology we offer, right? The solutions, how we work mm-hmm. and fit uh, with other technologies, right? Like, like Veeam, obviously we bring that to bear a lot, you know, VMware, be it SQL. Um, and a large part of my job is, you know, helping the teams recognize that, maybe make them think of a, an area they, they hadn't thought of before, right? They're kind of focusing maybe you know, how do we get more broadly so we can help our customers and then bring resources to bear uh, to help with those, those solutions, right? We have extension team outside of Chris and I that does focus in databases, VMware. Um, I interface with product management a lot so we can take you know requests up and down. Um, and then of course, you know, I have a kind of a hook into the roadmap. So I can see what's kind of coming down the pike from here and see if, if that story doesn't fit where, where their customers are going so we can, articulate that we're going along this journey with them or even help them, you know, consultively, you know, on that journey as they, as they, as they, as they move forward. And then Chris is adjacent to my team. So uh, and I'll yeah. let him explain what he does. 
Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting there because I, I know you asked, you know, kind of about pure and, and product lines, but as you can see, most of what we are trying to do, you know, and, and Zane being the leader of this as a principal technologist is really around solutions. You're solving right. around workloads, it sounds right. like, more than trying to push. You're not pushing product, you're pushing solutions that happen to be products. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, we're not selling boxes here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we you know really want to find solutions, and that's where you know great alliances like yourself come in. And um, but we do, you know, one of the things I do on the data protected side is talk about, you know, let's fall, solve a solution um, or solve a problem with a solution. Uh, but we do have different platforms that can do that, right? And we have platforms uh, across the board um, that support either in production or as great backup targets for Veeam, right? So just kind of throw those out there. Flash Array may be what a lot of people know about. We have a Flash Array that where that's where all this great uh, Veeam integration, right? And the universal storage integration comes in is with Flash Array in production. Uh, we also have, you know, a capacity-based Flash Array that we'll use for um, backup with Veeam a lot. And then we've got our, our Flash Blade, our fast file and object platform um, that uh, just kind of blows everything out of the water when you need rapid <laughs> restore, right? And something obviously we're looking, well, I'm looking very forward to with the new V12 and direct to object and having a great object platform like that, right? So yeah, I, I definitely want to get into because I know that I know that one of the great things about your solutions is the flexibility of standard file storage and object storage on the same box, basically. So uh, there's a lot of excitement around the objects, uh, direct object that we're doing. How's that going to change, you think, how people are consuming uh, pure solutions for Veeam backup solutions? Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll speak directly to that and then let let Zane put his thoughts in there as well. But, um, you know, before I get too far ahead of myself, there's a lot of solutions testing going on in that right now, right? So to find out all those you know, speeds and feeds and hero numbers. And we're still waiting on, on some of that, but ultimately, right, just to have another option, I think object storage, um, kind of what we thought object storage was for, it's kind of changed or the way people are using object storage is, is changing. Um, and we found more use cases. So it's just going to add another um, another option for the customers out there. But really, I'm hopeful that it may it just simplifies the whole thing. Right? We have a very good story together already. And I think being able to say, hey, create create a bucket, point to it, go turn on object lock, whether you're on-prem or object lock out to AWS, uh, it becomes a very easy story, right? And so I'm very excited to for all the uh, for this to you know drop maybe what's that next week? And Tuesday. then and um, <laughs> can we say it? All right. <laughs> it's, Sorry. it's Tuesday. Well, to be fair, it's Tuesday, but it probably will have been roughly a month by the time this actually gets out on the air. So okay. nothing, so, nothing, anything that's anything that can, is being released next Tuesday, we can certainly talk about today. That's um, right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Valentine's Day, right? It's going to be uh... good. So yeah, looking, I mean, very exciting. I think it will bring a lot of options and, and change how, how a lot of people yeah. look at their data protection. Um, we, and I, I can't wait for it to come out. I think yeah. you hit it right on the head there. That simplification, right? There's, it's just another option that simplifies uh, we see a lot of um, in the industry in general, kind of as as customers are modernizing their apps, like S3, that object storage is becoming kind of the modern app file system, right? Because it just simplifies it as you scale it out. 
Yeah. And I don't see backup as any different. It's a, it's another application that, that is very, very important to the customer uh, that they use in their uh, data centers. Yeah. And everybody wants to do as much with, and I'm not going to say as little, but if there's a way to get more data onto that, onto that platform, then, you know, using something like object, which stores more efficiently, they're going to absolutely want to do it, especially like I'm, I'm excited to see in practice how, um, how fast and efficient the backup and recovery for on-prem devices are. I saw some preliminary numbers while we were at our sales kickoff. Uh, they're pretty impressive. So I'm really excited to see when these things get out there. And like you said, you're starting to work on, on your testing to see what kind of numbers are there. I'm excited to see it yeah. because I think that's always everybody's number one fear when they talk about object, be it cloud, on-prem, and especially on-prem, they're like, well, we need fast recovery. Well, yep. we're saying you're going to be able to do it. You may not need to have as, you know, you're still going to need some, like you can, you'll even be able to do instant recovery from object storage. <clears throat> and that's going oh, yeah. to be, I think, a big game changer. You're still going to need, you know, be things where you're going to need faster disk for this, but I think that we're changing that. Well, I think, I think the connotation with object was always slow, right? Cause it was traditionally sure. used cloud offsite. It was yeah. slower. It was resilient is really what it was built for. Right. Let me put it there, archive it. That 11 nines um, or whatever, it's always going to be there. Yeah. Never going anywhere. Yeah. But that's something that Pure has been able to do with the flash blades kind of change that story. We call it the unified files file and object. As I think Chris mentioned. Yep. And so, you can have that simplicity of the of the file system without having to sacrifice uh, performance. And um, from what we've seen, and as Chris said, performance testing, but him and I may have banged around in the lab on it. it, it it's it's nothing short of, of impressive. That's cool. So, Chris, you said something, and I, I want to see if you have a, an answer for this. So you said that people are finding new ways to use object all the time. What's the most interesting thing you've seen somebody do where you go, huh, I never thought that would have been a solution for that? Well, I think, yeah, uh, I think it's still grow, growing. But um, I mean, honestly, I was thinking along the lines of what we're, we're thinking of or what kind of Zane just mentioned, right? Object was built as a resilient, I need, you know, erasure coding in three different places and resilient platform where people are just using it more direct as yeah. like, hey, I don't want a file share anymore. I'll use an object bucket, right? Or this exact use case on on-prem backups, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone ever thought of that object was always thought of, Hey, in my cloud tier and go out there. And now you guys are bringing it, you know, direct to object backup. And we have this platform that, you know, you, you have both said is object, but really, really fast. Right. And I think those are going to be great use cases. Um, and I, and I'm, you know, I, I'm not the most well-versed in that. I'm sure there's some other really interesting use cases, but when, when you have a platform like that, you know, like our Flashblade is built for, you know, high performance computing and analytics and AI. And so it'll be interesting to see where people take object in all, all those realms too. Right? Yeah, it will be interesting because, I mean, it, like you said, you're just building more and more performance into that. And I don't want to, you know, we're talking about object because we're talking about direct to object, but I certainly don't want anybody who doesn't know the difference to think that Pure is just doing object. You guys are certainly doing more, as you just said, with the, uh, you know, with, with flash base arrays that are doing um, traditional uh, file storage for databases and things like that. So mm -hmm. other than backup, what are some of the, I think basically, I mean, anybody I've talked to, you're, they're using it in every scenario, but what's, what's some of the more popular ways that people are using your solutions? 
Yeah, we, we go all the way up the, the stack. So from the, you know, again, we're trying to be solution-based, not product-based, but from the flash yep. array side, which is our traditional block, though there are there's some file there today too, um, kind of an overlap. Uh, it kind of went after the, the primary workloads at first with our flash array. Uh, I guess what would they call the X now was the M prior and, you know, prior to that. Uh, but we have solutions across the board now. We have something that's higher than that that's just going to give you more performance and throughput for those demanding workloads. Uh, you see, like, I see Pihana, uh consolidation of many X arrays into one, right? That's a big, big thing that Pure pushes as well is, is doing more in less space, using less power, right? And we have, you know, ESG around that, right? Our, how we're how we're helping with sustainability uh but down to the x-ray for we see it anywhere from primary to to be funny i've seen it in backup workload situations where they just kind of want a smaller array uh down to the the c platform which is our uh, where we introduce the qlc media so it's higher density which is why it lends itself best to backup but yeah. interesting enough it's still a flash array slightly less performant like slightly less latency maybe single digit not you know, sub millisecond. Yeah. Um, we see that a lot for, there are primary workloads where that makes sense, right? You know, uh, people replacing hybrid arrays, consolidating data protection and that workload so that you could actually run DR scenarios off this one box, right? It could be my repository, my snapshot repository, the place where I run VMs in a DR scenario. Um, maybe hopefully I'm hoping work really well with your orchestrator right on the veeam side yeah so very very versatile and then it's it's a single platform across it right it's one os you don't have to change it's just really what performance at what level do i need i can have mm -hmm. pure throughout the stack well uh, you you bring up a good point with the orchestrator because that actually well <clears throat> while we're coming up with a new version in, next week as well um i don't even think it has to do with the new version but the way we're changing i don't know did you guys see how we've changed our um bundling yes uh, yeah, I have so a. That, I think that's I have going a go to help. Good strategy with it that I love to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah. excellent, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. we're. Uh, I'm excited about that because I think it's it's going to really help to put Orchestrator in the hands of customers, um, and make it an easier sale for the partners because it's something that really needs to be talked about. I, I joke all the time that the R and VBR needs to be turned turned into recovery, not replication, yes. so that people talk about recovery more because that's really what matters now. I like you say that because that's kind of the scenario I have is is recovering from backup files. But you know, in all flash array storage, we can do that very well. Yeah, recovery. I absolutely honing in on that. So can we, uh, and 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 have runbooks and do orchestrated testing and have a dashboard. I've I've seen some changes that might be coming on that side that just give yeah. me that visibility into that data and know that my RTO RPOs are being hit or I need to do something about it before I have a disaster. Um, you know, go change that and test it ahead of time and really give you insight into your data protection. Yeah, I've been on the, uh, I've been on the bandwagon for orchestrator for a long time. And, uh, once people see it and realize what they need to do, it, be, it, it becomes much more of a conversation, but I think that we just need more partners out there talking about recovery as opposed to just going, what's your backup plan? What's your recovery plan? Well, all partners out there, we're, uh, we're ready to talk about that with you. So Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give us a call. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I, we... I agree. And, I, and, you know, I was at Veeam five and a half years and I remember when Orchestrator came out and I know it's gone through many iterations, but it's always been, yeah, to my mind, it's a very powerful tool. Mm -hmm. It just has to be used in the right way. You need the right platform to run on it so that it's reliable 
And uh, I think I think the day we we can we can achieve that. So uh, I I totally believe that as well. So it, it sounds like, again, when we're talking about customer sizes, because sometimes I have on some companies here who they're, you know, they're targeting more, you know, the middle sized business, sometimes they're enterprise. Do you guys have a sweet spot or you kind of just run up and around? You said you, you said you run up and down the stack, you run up and down the customer size as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we have one customer size. I don't know, maybe, maybe Chris. Do you have one? What, did you call a sweet spot or <laughs> do you really find that I, it's all over? I th- think... I think it's really what the customer's looking for is what we achieve. And we get that across small to large enterprise, right? Yep. What they're trying to achieve and the, and the world in my opinion is, is really changed. And you know, this, I mean, yeah. malware is more prevalent, you know, all flash recovery is a, is prevalent. So we're really looking more for the solution itself and what can it offer me? Right. We have a, a ransomware protection, right. With our safe mode, you know, can I get all these tools in an easy to easy to use a, a platform? Um, so I, I think things have changed. I wouldn't say we have one customer type, uh, I'm in the commercial space, so I probably see that more, uh, <laughs> Chris yeah. is up there in the enterprise world. Uh, I see, I see a little bit of that and, you know, I see my teams work with that, but, um, I, I would say it's across the board. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, I, no, I think that that's right. I was letting Zane run with that because he, you know, he, we sell solutions we're not trying to be necessarily niche or even in in product space right so i wanted to hear his thoughts on that but i do see very i mean some there are some of the world's largest customers out there right that we actually have jointly <laughs> pure and, and veeam um and but there i actually see us go into really small customers too and i i think that has to just do with the simplicity of the product right like it's so powerful and so, you know, so fast and powerful and all these benefits and um, you can run, you know, your biggest databases you need to on it. And some of the big world's biggest customers uh, take advantage of that. But then you have the simplicity where, you know, it's kind of like Veeam is so simple to set up that everyone can just go get it and use it. Yeah. Right. And, and pure storage is really that way. And I know, you know, all storage probably says that, but really, you know, as a customer, you see, oh, pure storage new volume, give it a name and a size and I'm done. You know, it, it really is that, that kind of simple. So we do, I, we have, I mean, just speaking from a data protection standpoint and, and uh, specifically even with Veeam, because I, I do so much uh, with the field on Veeam, we have from probably some of the smallest customers to the, to the largest I've ever worked with. So um, I, that's yeah. pretty cool. You know? it, and also we'd probably be remiss not to mention uh, once we, discuss and talk about our evergreen architecture which is the you you really never have to do an uplift or a, a lift and shift again because the pure rate just gets it just it just evolves right? it's modern you change out controllers it's very modular the the data just sits there as the as the uh as the array gets better around it and that's true from generation to generation um i think that hits home in a lot of it shops especially Cause they go through these lifts and shifts and I got to do it every five years and it's a problem. And I got to go through all this, you know, uh, got to look at this vendor, and that vendor and get price quotes. And if I can just know that my data is going to sit and the platform is going to give me more features uh, as it ages, right? Cause I, everything that comes on a flash array, even the flash blade is included, right? From a data protection to replication, all, all the features, right? I think that that hits home a lot. So when you look at that, 
you can see the cost savings over time. The total cost of ownership is is actually better uh, yeah. than, than most other solutions. Yeah, and I, I could see that being the case. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring that up. And especially, I mean, IT staffs are getting smaller uh, again. So anytime that you could do something where you don't have to have, you know, weeks and weeks worth of training and years of expertise in order to run, that's always going to be more popular. And it's funny, the question that I asked was kind of a loaded question anyway, yeah. because, you know, I, I think I, especially as a solution seller, and, and I think a lot of companies and even, you know, some partners kind of look at it wrong and they go, oh, they're a small company, they're 25 users. I, when I was at Microsoft, we had 25 user or less companies that were spending six figures a month in Azure. Um, don't overlook them by the number of chairs that they have in the room yeah. because it's the wrong metric. Yeah. Fall, yeah. <laughs> a five person shop could yeah. be crunching how much data intensely yeah. and need yeah. tons and tons of storage. So don't, uh, don't, don't assume just because they're tiny that they're not going to spend. Um, I think that's a big Absolutely. thing that partners still overlook how many seats. I don't think that's a good judge of anything anymore. No. Right. Unless, what unless you're selling like mailboxes. Yeah, it's the only yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. really counts. Yeah, what <laughs> is the organization doing, and like, what are they? Is their data intensive? Well, they're going to need the storage for it. They're going to need the analytic tools. They're going to need the the protect data protection. Um, I mean, maybe if it's a big, you could have the reverse, right? Big shops, but it's all uh, I don't know. It's a plumbing organization, and most yeah. of the people are in trucks. They're not using the data right. center. It's, they have one one database yeah. that has all the part numbers in it and <laughs> yeah. their payroll yeah. system. Or something. So yeah. yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah, let's not yeah. look at it that way. Yeah, it's the it's the truth. And I, I think that that's something and that's a mindset shift that I think still a lot of people at partners need to make sure they're doing that. There's opportunity there, but you still see it. It's kind of funny because you still see it. Do you do you break it out by spend? Well, it's kind of hard to do that before they bought. <laughs> but yeah. but you yeah. end up, you know, you know, so say you're on the enterprise team. You know, sometimes the enterprise doesn't do a lot of business with certain things, but you got to treat them. They're a big company. So you got to treat them like a big company. But some of those little companies deserve to be treated like big companies too. It's like until after the factory you realize they just bought seven figures worth of stuff from us. But you know they've been in business for two years and have 10, 10 employees. You know, and, who knows? And they're, if you're they're the next big one. <laughs> and if you're their consultant, I mean, you can kind of take them through this data trans trans uh, you know yep. transformation, right? Like, hey, there is a better way to do it if you implement this solution. Yeah, if you get this insight out of it. It's going to save you time on you know what your real business is. So. Yeah, don't 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 overlook them at all. And you want you want yeah. to be in on the ground floor with that because pl places yeah. like that is going to grow, grow, grow. So, absolutely, if you get in, especially something like you were saying with your with your platform where it's you know you're never having to do a forklift, then yeah. you know so I, there's going to be nothing but growth. I I had that and I'll, I'll stop. I really think that is I mean that's the biggest I liked a lot about Pure yeah. where I came is uh, but I, just uh, anecdotally I was uh, I was back home where I'm from Southern California. Don't live there now. Um, I was visiting one of the guys, I was two guys. I know I used to work with them. I was helping him at his organization. The one guy just actually might've put pure in funny enough. I didn't it just kind of came up in conversation. They ended up going cheaper and doing something else, but we were talking about it. He goes, yeah, uh, basically they did nothing. That's what they did. Um, and, and again, it was just a friend of mine, somebody I was just kind of talking to about pure, but we were out and our other friend was there. Who's completely out of it. And I was trying to explain like, well, why do they want Pierre? And they're like, well, this and this. And I said, but I looked at the other guy that's not IT. And I told him, but here's the real value. And I explained the value of Evergreen. Yeah. This guy who has nothing to do with IT 
I think he was like in theater. I, I actually, yeah, I think he's a history graduate. I forget what he does now. He got it. I was like, yeah, this thing that they, uh, Mike has to do right now, he never has to do this again, right? He knows that his system's going to be modern. It's going to grow with him. You know, all the features are going to be there. And they're just going to be able to get done what they need to get done and stop worrying about it. And he's like, oh, that makes sense to me. So I was like, yeah. So even somebody outside of the IT world gets that. If I don't have to spend time on this, then that's going to be a value to me. My organization. Yeah, that's a great model. Fantastic yeah. model. And you're seeing more and more things go not to that extent. I mean, the fact that, you know, you never have to do it, but they're going for more of the longer term things. But you guys have come up with a way to really do it in a way that not only saves the money and that effort, but really puts the IT people at ease because I, I was laughing when you were talking about it. I was like, yes, yeah, so, but you finish that that major upgrade where you're putting in your new arrays, you have that sense of relief. You'll actually watch the IT guys smile of relief. And then a second later, they'll the clock resets and they're like, three more years, they're going to do this crap again. And yeah. it, it might have taken <laughs> six months to put it in, right? So it's like, wow, I only have two and a half years. Like <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. I'm, already, cool. I'm already looking at what the next solution needs to be. Yeah. Let me, yeah, yeah exactly. You're testing new <laughs> solutions. You, you know, it's like, I got about a year and a half of yeah. my nights and weekends might be being mine again before I have to go through this process all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge, a huge story on the data protection front that, you know, we tell with, tell all the time is, uh, you know, the non-disruptive hardware upgrades, you hear, you hear a lot more about non-disruptive upgrades now and, you know, software and things, but on the hardware platform, like Zane was saying, not only like evergreen forever, where we keep your platform modern, right? But actual storage, non-disruptive hardware upgrades. So I can talk about a data protection platform. You have all your backups on and hey, if all the sizing and things we're doing, you don't have to worry too much because guess what? We can come in and non-disruptively upgrade this in a year or three years. You need more storage. You don't have to take down your, your Veeam data protection platform on the back end now. We can add storage non-disruptively and it's still there, still providing you availability if need be, right? So, and that's interesting because we were I was just talking with a partner yesterday and we were talking about the agony of having to change out extents and scale out repositories and Re reload balancing across across repositories and evacuations and how it's like, well, we're done using it. Now it has to sit here for another three months while it, you know, everything expires off of it. The fact that that's not a thing that happens and you keep expanding and updating your, your storage, that that's a huge benefit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, on, on that point, well, I, you know, you talked about size while we're talking about all this and I say we have customers across the board, all, all, Throw in there, I, we just finished, or I just finished with the Veeam team, some t-shirt sizing, right? For I Veeam. Just, you wrote that? I just was looking at that. Okay, yeah. got that so, in our hands. <laughs> awesome. Oh, sweet. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, for, for basically so that you, you know kind of where you fit, right? Make sizing more simple. Yeah. Um, really, it's to share with our partners and go out there and, hey, I've got a customer looking for this solution about this size. You know, here's here's kind of a T-shirt sizing outline. Now, mm -hmm. that should really simplify the whole go-to-market message for us. But it's not an end-all, be-all, too. Is the other thing I want to say, right? It kind of fit you there, but definitely come talk to one of our engineers and make sure we get a right sizing for a customer. Yeah. But, uh, the thing I like, yeah, about those that, are going to be yeah. great. The yeah. the thing that I like about that and is the perfect thing is we've heard feedback as Veeam that. When we just want somebody just wants a budgetary quote, it was a tough process. It was the same process for us, almost as if we were doing the full on project quote. 
right. these sizes get us in the ballpark and at least have somebody say, here's what this project's going to run roughly. Now we need to do, you know, caveat, we need to do all the actual sizing and calculations, yeah. but at least they know what ballpark they're in before they get too far down the road. And we can give them that with these t-shirt sizes. We can give them that, you know, turn that around in, in exactly. a couple hours or less. Yeah. The, the partner knows what a, you know, see whatever it is it's going to yeah. cost and what it's going to go. I need this many uh, Veeam licenses and that sizing shows you kind of the upper limit of uh, this many vol. You mm-hmm. know, this is probably what you can fit on it, but obviously you can, you can adjust that. Yeah. It should make it really easy for yeah. you know, sales. I'm glad you guys that was, got that. Was, that was, that was the point. That. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I was so glad to see that we're, we're yeah. that stuff makes it so much easier for us to get quotes out to our partners and makes yeah. our partners. Cause I know that there's been times where the partners are kind of like, hesitant because they don't want a budgetary quote to turn into an internal project. Um, (laughs) So anytime we go involved and Courtney schedules. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We share this. I got to talk to the partner. No, they just want to know about how much. And it's like, okay, well here, here's a, here's a sheet of about how much for compute. Here's a sheet of about how much for storage. And here's the Veeam calculator, get them a budgetary price. And if they're still interested after seeing that, then let's get down to brass tacks. And an extension of that, right. Tom with partners, and you said it with the compute. Now they you can build programs as a partner to say, oh, this is what a data protection package looks like to you because they know the compute they would sell, mm-hmm. they know the the storage that they sell, and then Veeam on top of it. And you can package that all together as kind of a, a really easy for the end user, right? Yeah. Hey, this is you know an the, appliance the, in finger quotes. Appliance, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't want to say that word. But I'll <laughs> say it. I'll be the one. But it's, it's an appliance that doesn't for let you time being like an appliance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tr- trust yeah. me. I still get asked that. When are you guys building an appliance? I'm not going to say never because our whole product's based yeah. on things we said we'd never do at this point, but true. True. <laughs> our market forces do dictate where we go. That's for sure. That's but, yeah. absolutely it's, true. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I get, I get asked that quite a bit and I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't work for Veeam <laughs> anymore, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't think they'll ever do that. Um, you know, and then I, I kind of think, to myself or to, to our partners out there, like, you know, that's one of the reasons we're such good alliance partners, Pure and Veeam, right? Mm-hmm. We just, we don't have competing products in that space. Yeah. yeah. If not, you guys aren't making our, your own appliance. We're not making our own appliance. Right. Yeah. And, and we just complement each other. So yeah. I've, I've heard stories about, and I won't bring up any names of competition kind of that does have appliances taking things. They, they went in with a partner and then all of a sudden thing, you know, to, to hit the price point, they kind of, uh, yeah. Change the way things work. And it's not, not yeah. so good. It's not the way partnership. That's the beauty of being a hundred percent channel for us is yeah. It's up to our benefit to, to work with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then where, where we do have data protection, we'll say snapshots, but our replication mm-hmm. technology, it complements, right? We could yeah. layer that together and it truly just one goes into the other and beam has great visibility into ours. Uh, so yeah, yep. we do have Pier one is a analytics or the, uh, the visibility piece and it's actually doing more, um, operations now. There's actually kind of a two-way conversation, uh, doing some automatic for upgrades. We have a, a new paradigm with an API first, uh, thing called fusion where you can self-provision storage. Like that's all working off our cloud plane, nice. but, but Pier one's built into anybody that buys Pure products gets Pier one, right? That's, that's part of the deal. So uh, you can manage from that as opposed to that first time storage admin having to learn uh, command line yeah. codes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fusion, yeah. But the command line codes are still there if somebody wants to use them, right? If they're that, oh, if they're old school. CLI. If they're oh, old yeah. school. Yep. 
you know, it's CLI, GUIs, uh, we have it all. API first, yeah. It's all awesome. API. So last question. So if somebody isn't a peer partner and is listening to this, how could they get started? What, what steps should they, uh, should they take to get started as a peer partner? Well, there is a, there is a uh, part on our website on how to become a peer partner and all the reasons okay. you should. Uh, every, every region has a partner manager as well. If they, if they don't know who that is, that's someone else to reach out to. Okay. Definitely Chris and I can get them. Yeah, yeah. in the right direction as well. We know who they are. You aren't, try, yeah. try to hit your local partner manager. If they're a Veeam partner, hit your Veeam partner manager. I was just going to say that as well. That's probably the best way. There you yeah. go. If it's a Veeam solution that we're talking about, we certainly can. Uh, we certainly can help with that. We because we are engaged in every every market with every pure team. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it, I'm excited because Pure also throws some great events. One of my favorite being the ones coming up soon, the uh, March Madness event here in Philly. Oh yeah, team always yeah. does a good one where we just get together on the first day. Nice. Let's talk about that, and you see yeah, pure... just the power of the partnership because the number of partners that are out at that event is impressive, which says a lot about Pure's sure. relationship with the partner communities. Yeah, the culture here reminds me a lot of how we ran over at Veeam as well. So yeah. uh, that's kind of why it's been an easier transition for me. Kind of partners first and customers first, and just really everyone was really enthusiastic and excited to work here and uh and, and help our customers that's awesome I'm, I'm jealous about the march madness event so <laughs> i know that there's probably a couple you keep an eye out for i don't know if there's any yeah, out in your, your neck of the woods you might have to run it by yourself yeah exactly there you go. it's at your house Chris. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say where's your closest neighbor like eight miles away <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's days yeah, I'm jealous of that so I'm, i may joke but i'm rather jealous of that many days we're, we're a little I don't say removed from the sales team, but we're not directly in a sales team anymore. So you don't get invited to all that stuff anymore, Chris. Oh, I get that. No, I just met because it's all the way. I got to just got to find a way to get to Philly. I would like that. Oh, you want to go to the Philly one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you oh, find okay. the excuse and we'll make sure you're taken right. care of in this yeah. area. That's for sure. So um, getting a chance to go to Vimon this year, do you know? Or did you get West Coast representation last year? So now the East Coast guys have to take it this year. I I may have submitted some stuff so I get chosen. I'm trying to I'm trying to get Miami one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe me, I know how you feel. Yeah, it's the you know submit some papers and, and try to get over there. Yeah. I'm trying to work my yeah, I'm doing that and working the relationships that I have to, to see if you know can do something joint over there. Um, nice. It'd be exciting. I think it's in Miami, right? So. Yep, uh, Fontainebleau again in May. I forget which week. Usually the week before Memorial Day. Uh, it was a good time. We Chris yeah, okay. and I both got to go to Vegas last year, and that's where yeah we saw you there. That's where um, you're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, it was super, super. Yeah, it was cool to be back with the team because I hadn't we hadn't really been in person for years. Even I was still Veeam, but yeah, know, and all that. Yeah, so it was great, great time. Oh, I know these things have been. I think they've had extra meaning when we get to do them because we haven't been able yeah. to be together. So it's really. You know, I hadn't seen you in person. We're Chris and I were on the same team. We never got to see each other for <laughs> right. two and a half years. Yeah. Right. I know. So it's nice to finally get together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're hopeful. I, you know, we're working for it. Like you said, there's, there might be something to the, Hey, it's on the East coast now, but uh, yeah. Putting our best yeah. foot forward to get out. There's somebody I can put in a word with, I'd let me know. I'll, I'll do my best. Awesome. If my word carries any weight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe use it. Maybe don't. Yeah, <laughs> don't exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to judge that. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been awesome. It's been great to catch up with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. 
Likewise. And uh, you had mentioned reciprocating. I, I'd love to be on, on oh, your yeah. show as well. So we'll have to get that connected up and uh, do a little crossover yeah. event. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, cool. our, our show is more uh, about your experience. So kind of how you got, became an SE. Um, or, you That'll know, be fun. How do you yeah. get into this world? <laughs> um, and But, you know, it, it, we'd, we'd love to have you. Yeah, we'd like to see that. Be awesome. Yeah, this was great. Soon. Thanks for inviting us along, Eric. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. This has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Thank you for listening. 